to which we rich. Off the rip, off the rip. I gamble with my life, I'm cashing in my trips. I put a 30 or a 50 in the clip. So that's a dick or a titty on that bitch. Lately, I've been getting rich. Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Off the Rip, where we penetrate your mind like we penetrate these fucking females, bruh. You know how it be. You know who it is. Mike and D back on the fucking mic once again, starting off your fucking week with some great meditation here. Mike? Yep. Another week, another fucking pod. You guys already know the deal. We never miss a day. And we don't say that we're going to, you know, post every week and then just like kind of stop. <laughs> I ain't that's a pussy just, like that, bro. <laughs> that's just not the way we do things. Um, overall, it's been a great week. Um, going into the topic of this episode, we recently just attended our good buddy Caden's wedding. So I want to just give a quick congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Hells on that. And so, like I said, this episode is going to be revolving around marriages and how they've kind of changed throughout the generation. So we're just going to dive in. We're going to examine the concept of marriage in today's society. And we're going to just compare it to previous generations, such as like our parents, our grandparents, and just see how much it's kind of changed throughout the years. So we're going to see, you know, all the statistics and we're going to kind of just shed some light on a lot of the evolving dynamics of marriage just throughout the years. Yeah, I think it'd be a really, you know, kind of fitting topic to go through now that we just kind of witnessed the wedding of one of our close friends and just kind of see like the differences that it's been. Yeah. I feel that, bro. That's dope. I want to say congrats as well. Congrats, uh, Kaden and Jasmine. That was, thank you for having us in your wedding. Mike and I were both groomsmen. Um, yeah, it's pretty much all. Yeah, it was a good time. Have a good life, guys. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Legit. I, I remember I was talking to Kaden too when we were there. And he was just, he was just like, honestly, we're just like at different points in our lives. He's like... We'll meet up like later. He's all I just I told him, like, you know, I want to live my 20s and like I'll get married later on at a later date. And he was just kind of ready to settle and be married now, start having a family now. So, yeah, just a different like, you know, level of mental maturity, I think, even though we're like really close in age. So those are like one of the some of the things that we're going to go into in this episode, too. And everyone has their own different level of maturity i feel like yeah and like well, when they're ready to do things exactly i was just about to say that because it's not even like maturity point it's just like i when if you're, you really when wanted you're to you could do this shit at this sort of time but it's like dude i don't want to you know it's just personal preference it's not even yeah you know what i mean right it's just like changed yeah exactly so i guess we can kind of start off with like obviously we're not married me and d yeah. so we can just kind of go off like what's your just initial opinions on marriage. What about it? Like, are are you 100% going to do it? Yeah, of course. And like, do you think like it'll always like, like just basic like concepts of it. Like, what are you looking forward to the most? What are you like not looking forward to? I don't think I would say I'm not looking forward to anything. I, I, I think I am just looking forward to... I don't know, having a family, having my partner for life. So you associate marriage with family? Yeah. Would you say like you wouldn't have a family if you weren't married? Or do you think you can still maintain a family and just be dating? Uh, I don't know. For me, that one's a little difficult because I think like, no, you can maintain a family and be dating. It's tough, it's, right? It's more so just like, 
Because to me, I, I view it as like, like if you've been together for 10 fucking years, yeah, dog, you basically, you're, you're basically practically married. married. That's why I'm like, all right, like you don't need the ring, all that shit. You're, you're married. You know, you guys not may, may not share the same last name, may not have all that shit. But fact of reality is, is that you chose each other for life. You have two kids, you know, you're sticking with it. And because you're not uh, married, like legally tells me that, yeah, you guys just truly love each other, which is what all marriage is. Right. And I yeah. agree with that standpoint. Yeah. So I guess some of like my views on it is, you know, I'm not really, I don't know. It's hard because I want to get married at some point in my life, but I'm a very like logically sound person. I yeah. don't really go off emotion. And I know there's a lot of people that marry like really fast because their emotions are so overwhelmed. Yeah. But for me, like I really need to like break it down and like live with the person for like at least like one to two years, you know, learn all of like nitpick all of like the little differences and like communicate all of like the things that would make it work before I fully dive into. And like you were saying, like I do think you can have a family even if you're not married. Like if I was in a relationship with a girl and yeah. like you said, 10 years down the line, and then I end up having a kid with her. We're basically married at that point. And I think that's the stage and like the level I would want to be where I'm like, all right, we're basically married. Let's finally jump over that hedge and just let's let's stamp it. Yeah. Versus like, you know, dating for like a year and then just being like, oh, I really love you. Like, let's get married and then figuring it out as it goes. So I think it's just like you said, when you're ready, because there's people that are ready to like get married and then like go through the motions and like figure out the whole process as it goes versus me is like, I'd rather stay in a relationship, go through all the motions. And then when I'm like, yeah, we basically did it. Let's stamp this shit. Like it's already been proofread. Here's the final draft. Interesting. I think it's just different viewpoints on it. I think so too. But I do also, again, things can change as I go. Yeah. I mean, well, because I'm like, there are marriages, bro, that people have probably, and I'm just speaking just in general terms, that have like, they've done what exactly what you've done and then they failed. And there's been the opposite where they've done the opposite of what you said just now that you, uh, that you just explained. And those are and the ones those that last forever. Failed. Well, they've all failed uh, eventually. Like, everything fails either way. And then there are both sides that uh, exist for forever, like you said. And I think a big thing that I want to bring up too with marriage is just like I, I want to do it and I'm excited for it, but a part of me is very scared of it because I don't know any marriage that actually is like, like, you know, like a, like a, like a fairy tale marriage. Yeah. Like almost all of the people that I know in my life, obviously, except for like the ones that are really fresh and haven't played out, but like marriages that I've known that are like, you know, in the five plus year mark. Yeah, everyone that I've known, they, those have all failed. I can't think of a like a marriage that I know from somebody else that I know that's worked. Yeah, and that's what scares me, and I think that's what we're gonna really dive into in this pod, and just kind of see like what factors are causing this like scared feeling for me. I, you might not have the same feelings as I do. No, I think I, I do, bro. I, it's it's more so like I want to succeed with my life. And that means in all areas, you know, I want to be the best husband, the best father, the best entrepreneur, the best pharmacist, you know, all of the above, you know, the best podcaster, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a, it's just wanting to be as good as you possibly can be. And I don't think that's a bad thing to be like afraid to not be that. And I think that's where I get caught. Cause you know, me personally, do you like, I'm kind of like a perfectionist. Exactly. 
I I don't dive fully into things and go like all in unless I'm like sure that I'll be succeed with them. And that's yeah. why marriage scares me because it's always just you really never know when they might crumble or if it will work forever. So let's just go ahead and dive right deep into it. So let's go ahead and start by like discussing discussing some of like the changing attitudes toward marriage. Because in previous generations, marriage has often been viewed as like a societal expectation and it's always been the foundation for starting a family, like you said originally. So I feel like today there's a greater emphasis on personal fulfillment, like we were just saying, success and like our futures and compatibility, having shared values and just having couples that prioritize emotional connection and companionship over just getting married to get married. Yeah. Because I feel like back in the day it was like, you better find a husband now. Like you're expected to, you need to do that shit kind of thing. And like yeah. for guys, it was like, you need to get a wife that can take care of your kids. And it was just kind of like the norm versus like now it's like, make sure you find like the one, like you no, know, get all, check all the boxes. Like there's no, there's no expectations. Just live your life. And if you find the one for you, then marry. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, <sighs> I don't know. Because it's, I think it's a good thing because it allows both partners to really weigh in their options. But then at the same time, it gives you a lot of time to see things that you really wouldn't want to see. And I can even bring up later on when I talk about social media. That's a big thing too is you're always comparing and trying to find the best option. Versus like if you were to just get married and like love them and stick through it, like it's the old societal expectation way you would be able to like see, okay, like there might be better, but I love you versus now it's like, there is better. I might go chase that better option. Yeah. I think that's where it gets scary because now we have so many options back then. It was like, you want to talk on the phone? You got to fucking dial. There's no texting. Well, it took a lot more effort. I think to be in a relationship back in the day than it does now. Yeah. You had to be like, all right, I'll, I'll write you or I will be here at six in a week to pick you up for date night. Like, yeah. It wasn't like now where it's like you could just really text like 30 different people. In or you went and you knocked second. on the door and her dad opened it and you, he was like, what do you want? And you had to be like, I'm here to speak to freaking Jasmine or whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm here to speak speak to <laughs> Melissa. Yeah. Can I can I please have a word with her? He'd be like, let me go check. Melissa, there's this boy that wants to come talk to you. And it was like a, like this weird interaction that you had to go through. You had to do. Versus now it's you're straight in the DMs. Yeah. Now, like, her dad has no idea what she's even doing, what could be happening. And, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's another fear of mine, too, is just that direct contact with my kid and I might not even fucking know. Yeah. That's wild. But going in deeper on, like, the technology thing, dating apps, too, is another thing. It has its pros and cons. There's some people that go on dating apps, bro, and they do find, like, the person they marry. And then there's the con of it to where when you're married and then you go into those dating apps and then you find another option and then how the many, marriage fails. How many people do you know, honestly, though, that have found a match for life? For life? Yeah. From a dating app? Yeah. Mm. Or at least long-term partner? None that I know. But I think it's because we're still young. I think I think it's been two for me. You you know two personally? I know two people personally. And that's actually pretty big considering our age. Because we're in that age where we're still young and we're just kind of experimenting. But I'm, I'm telling you, bro, if we are – if obviously, God forbid, this would happen to us. 
But if we hit like age 30, like one, and we have no one, we're not going to be going on dating apps to just find like a fuck. You know what I mean? We're going to be going on dating apps to try to find like someone we can spend our lives with. Honestly, at that point, bro, I don't think it's even cool to be on the dating apps because majority of the people are like 25 under. According to uh, the metrics, you have to go to like those weird fucking dating apps, like Farmers Only shit, or like eHarmony. Yeah, like you can't. It's you not don't, really. You don't like, go on Tinder to find a wife. You're not trying to fuck anybody on Tinder, bro. And, and if you are, you're kind of like, bro, get your life together, man. Like honestly, that's just me speaking personally. Is that if you're on like Hinge, Tinder, Bumble, and you're fucking above the age of 26, I'll even extend it a year, and you're above the age of 26, dog. You actually, maybe you should go and try and like pursuing people in person because maybe that's what's lacking. That's what I believe in is like, I don't think I, it would just be weird to me to like tell my kid like, oh, like how'd you meet mom and be like, oh, I was on like this app, but like that would low key we're getting to the point where technology is so prevalent. If you were to tell your kid that probably now and like when we have kids like 10 years from now or whatever, they would be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like technology is a big thing, but like to us, we were born in like that generation uh, Z era where we were right at the cusp of no tech to full-blown tech. So we, our parents met each other in through real life. Yeah. But then now we're seeing people starting to meet and go through lifelong marriages through technology. So we're kind of like in that weird, I'm going to call it like a marriage purgatory where we're kind of deciding which side we align with more. Personally, me, I want to be able to tell my kid like, Oh, I like I met your mom in real life doing this thing and I saw her. I just think it would be the that. most pussy shit ever, bro. That if you <laughs> go to tell your kid and you're like, yeah, I met your mom on this app. And then you ask grandpa how he met grandma and grandma says, I went to a dance. I went to I a saw dance your grandfather's your, blue eyes and, and he came up and spoke to me and swept me off. My and feet. I or I even fucking shunned him once and he fucking was persistent. That story sounds so much better than, yeah, I kind of swiped right on Tinder and then we smashed and then I kind of was there for the rest of her life. Right? And I'm like, that sounds fucking cringy. That shit scares me, bro. Sounds horrid. Because according to a survey conducted by the Pew Research Center in 2019, 30% of U.S. adults use online dating platforms. I wonder how many. Okay, so 30% of all U.S. adults. Yeah. I wonder what percentage of the population is actually that age like below because you know it's not 50 plus right because so, if you're 50 plus you don't really under you're in that age before us where you don't understand technology like we do so most of these people these 30 percent is like in our age range i'd want to say yeah so it's majority of young americans young americans i agree An- another study published in the proceedings of the national academy of sciences found that in 2017 Online dating had become the most common way for a heterosexual couple to meet, surpassing traditional methods such as meeting through friends or at work. So it's the new most common form. Really? Technology is now the new like most common form of like meeting new people. Damn. Which is wild. That's fucking sad. It is sad. And I I personally would rather go like, I don't know, downtown and like meet someone that way. And strike a conversation and then go on social media and like drive it forward that way. But like it just said, we're, it's a tool, bro. It's 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 a tool, not the fucking avenue. It's not the foundation. Yeah. It's what helps build it. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of wild that we are at that cusp, though. Now we're 
it's taking over. Another thing too with technology is it has allowed for like long distance relationships to work that never would have worked in the prior generation before us. You don't think so? I mean, that's tough to say because like you can actually maintain a better long distance relationship in today's day and age, like through our generation than like say the boomers. Cause like we were watching uh Benjamin button earlier. Oh yeah. 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 You saw a girl and like you struck a conversation and it could have been a potential like life partner and you moved away for some reason. You never saw that person again. You would never get in contact with them unless it was sheer luck. True. So, so technology has allowed long distance relationships to, actually somewhat stay connected even if it's by a hair and maybe they can meet again later and pursue something further that was never really an option for the other generations yeah i just don't think it was okay okay it is an option i just don't think it's a good one i don't believe in long distance relationships at all personally yeah but i just don't think it's good like right here because using like using social media because i think it is awful bro or like facetime now is like a big thing for long distance relationships that's horrible too i I don't really like FaceTiming. I don't mind FaceTime, bro, but I'm more of a, I'll put in my earbuds and listen to you talk and I'm doing other shit. I can't like people, I don't know how people like just, unless I'm having a full fucking conversation with you in person, eyes locked, like I'm, that's where I'm at. That's how I'm doing it. If you try and get me to do it on the phone, there's so much other shit going on around me. Even if there's nothing going on around me, I'd rather look at the fucking wall because I'm thinking. Yeah, and you know me, I'm not a, I'm not a texture. No, I like talking to people in the flesh. So long distance relationships would it wouldn't work with me. Yeah, I'm not good at that. I need to see you and talk to you before for me to like fully open up and have like genuine conversation with you that would lead to something bigger. I yeah. couldn't do it through FaceTime. It feels artificial to me. Yeah, I agree with you, bro. But we're in that new age where. There's little toddlers that are <laughs> FaceTiming and shit from young age. So that is like, you know, how they connect now. So it's going to be weird to see how it changes in the next generation after us. But we're right at that cusp, like I said, from the generation before us, where it's kind of weird. Uh, let's see another. According to Statista in 2019, around 14 million couples in the United States considered themselves to be in a long distance relationship. That's a lot, bro. That's horrible. 14 mil. Okay, okay. We have to set the definition of long distance. Because to some people, an hour is long distance. But I don't consider that long distance. That's fucking 30 minutes for you and 30 minutes for me. And that sounds like I'm driving to work. Yeah. I don't know what their exact like standard is for long distance. But I'm assuming it's like statewide. Yeah. Because if it's, if it's, it's got to be more than two hours. Two hours plus for yeah. me. Yeah. Because beyond that, bro. I'll make weekend trips daily. I'll weekend. Yeah. I'll make weekend trips. I'll drive an hour, hours two hours. Yeah. yeah. But four is fucking far, dude. If it's two and a half hours, uh, that's on the cusp of, I don't know. Like if, <laughs> if, if you were dating someone in the Valley still and we're in Denver, would you consider that a long distance yes. relationship? Yes. Okay. I would consider that basically garbage. So would I. That's trash. But 14 million people are doing it and saying that it's thriving and so like i said it's i don't know thriving right now but we got to take that with a grain of fucking salt bro because if there's anything i know is that people lie especially on surveys especially on social media exactly so going into social media too so some of the positive and negative effects 
what do you think? Has social media been more of a positive in like helping your relationship blossom, or do you think it's been more of a negative? It's been a fucking negative. Overall? Overall. Because let's see what this says. A survey conducted by the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers in 2019, 81% of divorce lawyers have reported an increase in cases involving evidence obtained from social media platforms. Yeah. So 81% of divorces are caused from evidence left behind from social media being like the main factor. Yeah. Most marriages are ending now because (laughs) social media lets you see other options, like I was saying, and people's, I don't know, lust or whatever it might be. Yeah, bro. It's it's the devil's playground, for real. Legitimately. That's the perfect definition I would give it, D. And and then uh, this one says, on the positive side, social media has provided opportunities for couples to express affection, share experiences, and stay connected even better than before. It allows for the formation of supportive online communities and resources for couples facing challenges. I don't believe that. Only thing that I might say is like, I mean, this is not personally for me, but like, even though you're not with the person, you're still maintaining constant connection because you're texting them all the time. I know you, you're like a real big texture. Yeah. So you're always texting, you know, Arian. Yeah. Do you think that's helped your relationship or do you think it'd be better if you didn't, didn't text Arian throughout the day and then you'd only talk to her when you came home? I think it depends. Cause like there's sometimes when you need to text somebody and let them know like what's going on. Like when the plan changes or when something deviates from the norm or what you previously spoke about. Right. That's when it like, that's just communication. That's just me letting you know. However, when you text all day, it's too much. Exactly. I'm like running out of like, I'm like trying to make up fucking scenarios. And I'm like trying to get in trouble or some shit. So I have something to talk about. Exactly. And at that point, it's like, I would much rather, personally for me, I would, instead of like you said, just making up dumb shit and being like, what are you doing? And it's like, oh, you know, I'm just watching TV. And it's like, okay, well, I'll see you when I get home. For me, I'd much rather just, I'll do my whole day. And then when I come home, I will just fully tell you about my entire day. And then you can tell me fully about your entire day. And I feel like that has a lot more potential of like generating a nice constructive conversation than if you know what I did the entire day. So there's nothing to talk about when I get home. Yeah. And that's what this, uh, this study says too. So in the journal of cyber psychology, behavior and social networking in 2017, they found that the use of technology enhanced communication, such as like texting in relationships was associated with higher relationship satisfaction and lower levels of conflict. However, like me and you were saying the excessive use of technology and excessive screen time or distraction from face to face interaction is leading to decreased relationship satisfaction and increased conflict within the relationship. Yeah. So I think it's all about just being able to know when enough is enough. I agree. Cause but. there is like sometimes when it's like, Oh, I'll like today I was fucking, I was coming home from work. I, before I got off of work, I Snapchat area and I said, Hey, I'm hungry. Can you make me something to eat for dinner? And then we're going to go to the hospital. Perfect little thing, you know? She's like, yeah, sure. I'll pick me up by the side. Like, that's perfect use of what that whole thing is intended to be used for. Mm-hmm. Or Snapchat at the grocery store of, hey, is this the item that you wanted? No, that's not the item that I wanted. It should be this color and say this thing on it. 
Okay, cool. Is this the one? Snapchat sent. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Drive safe. See you when you get home. Yep. I agree. That's good use. But you know there's many couples out there that are like very like uh what's the word? Clingy? Clingy is the is the word I was trying to find. Where they need to know what you're doing every second, twenty four seven. Bro, if you have you have Life 360 on your fucking phone, not put on there by your mother. It's a little fucking bad. At that point, it's like, yeah, I can for sure trust you because I'm trusting the technology. But it's almost like as if when someone says, yo, I need you to like throw this trash or something. It makes you like not want to do it more versus then if you were to just like know that you had to do it and did it on your own. It's like if you're forced to talk to that person 24-7, you're not going to want to. Eh, if you really wanted my update all the time, I would honestly prefer the Life360 because at, at that point, I'm just going to eliminate that pointless use of um, of meaningless check-ins of like made it to the store, at the store, buying groceries. Like you would just see that I'm at fucking King Supers <laughs> and I'm walking around the aisles. And at that point, it's just like, do you even trust me? Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not fucking... I'm just trying to get me some chicken. God damn. <laughs> I agree. It's like, leave me the fuck alone, please. <laughs> just let me chill. Uh, uh, last thing on social media before we go to the next thing. Okay. The increased accessibility to explicit content is raising concerns about infidelity and its impact on marriages. So, I don't know, Instagram models or TikTok or even just porn itself. Like, like yeah, you said, it's, it's the devil's playground yeah bro when it really comes bad. to marriages like honestly you're gonna just keep seeing so many other people other than your partner and it you might not mean to do it but subconsciously you're gonna be comparing well not even comparing but you actually become desensitized to it desensitized but you know there's some people that compare and it's like man like i would rather have that but i don't and like it gets into their head and it's like oh like maybe well, then you I, maybe, I, maybe i can find better instead of just knowing that you have something already great. well you already like just have this fantasy that you're coming up with inside your own head see because people don't understand that like we are our own best liar we lie to ourselves better than we lie to other people and that's what's crazy you know everybody thinks this thing watch i'll give you a clear example i've been going to the fucking gym man i deserve that donut you're 380 pounds bro you don't deserve that donut maybe lose fucking 220 of it and we'll think about the donut same thing with porn and instagram models and all that shit People are like, I've been doing some fucking work around this house. I deserve these fucking badass bitches. And it's like, no, you don't. No. What have you done? Your life is a, <laughs> what you've done previously shows me that you don't deserve shit for the future. Yeah. Those models, you you just work a normal nine to fucking five at McDonald's. You don't deserve fucking Summer Ray. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Who's actually out there like making a hundred times what you make but you yeah. think you deserve them because that's all you see on social media so it becomes tainted yeah did you know porn actually causes erectile dysfunction really yeah how so what happens is, is that because you stop getting the chemical messengers in your brain because you become so that's why i was saying desensitized you become so desensitized to naked bodies that eventually your body's not producing because it's upregulated all the uh receptors in your brain so that way whenever you get that dopamine uh rush normally that you would if you had like an actual real human girl Mm -hmm. you don't get that same effect as you do when you watch porn i can agree with that yeah 
Yeah, because there was definitely a point in my life where I like watched hella fucking porn. I think every like young male goes through that stage. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, unless you're like super religious or whatever. But I can agree with that. Like when I was watching like hella porn like that, and then I actually did see like you know real life tits. Like I was just like, oh shit! Like another pair of tits. It wasn't like, holy shit, tits. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I agree with that. I want to ask Sim that. Because <laughs> I bet you he was at the point where he was just like, oh, shit, another day. <laughs> All right. Next thing. One notable difference between today's society and previous generations is the age at which people are getting married. Statistics reveal a significant increase in the average age of first marriages. So we can just, we're going to keep going and we're going to explore the reasons behind this shift, including one big one that I think is educational pursuits is a big reason for this increase in age and waiting before marriage, uh, career aspirations like we had discussed before. And then the biggest one, in my opinion, is financial stability. So personally, even for me, like I know for Caden too, he had waited. Caden probably would have married a little bit earlier if it wasn't for him going to school. Yeah. He wanted to wait until he had finished. So he was like financially stable to actually do everything that he wanted to do. And I think that's the same for most majority of our generation. Yeah. We want to go through school first, make sure we're financially stable before we finally settle down and marry. But back in the day, it was like, oh, you graduated high school. You could damn near work with the president with your <laughs> education. So get married, have a life. Oh, you have enough money to build a home and take care of your family with like a nine to five. That's not the case anymore. Inflation and just the cost of living has gone up so fucking much. We really can't. I mean, you can marry, but it's not going to be like a comfortable way of marriage like it was for the baby boomers before us. Yeah. I don't know. I think because I agree with you. The big reason why I wait till marriage or like wait for marriage is because I don't feel financially stable. I can't take care of this other person. And if I can't take care of the other person, I don't think I deserve to marry them. Yeah. I'm not at that point in my life where if fuck, God forbid, you were in the hospital and what i i can't i can't take care of you i can't do anything for you i have no fucking health insurance i have no fucking money i have nothing it's literally just me and my fucking soul there with you while you die you know legit if i can't take care of myself how can i take care of you and another human being that we made yeah that's a fear and that's a fucking failure bro that's how some people fucking fail at life Mm -hmm. literally because you're not responsible enough to take care of a fucking child but i agree with you i think financial stability uh school Although I will say, I think, uh, I don't know, man. A lot of people get sold on school, and I don't think it's necessarily a good thing. Unless you're going into engineering or being a fucking doctor of some sort, those are the only two degree categories where it's okay to go to school. And if you're not doing any of any of those two fucking categories, don't go. Yeah. Another one that I would say like we would need is like trade. I don't even think you need to go to trade school. You can you can just learn that on the on the job. You can just site. learn that on the job. Yeah, I agree. If people weren't so fucking tight with the knowledge that they actually have and just shared that shit, we, we would probably be a lot farther. But everything's about money now. So it's like if they can make a profit off of you paying to get the information, they're going to keep it like a secret. It's wild. That's fucking dumb. And all that does is <laughs> increase inflation because we have debt. Yep, because in the 70s, the the median age for first marriage for men was 23 years around, and then for women, it was 20 years. Yeah. 
And then in the 90s, it rose to 26 for men and then 23 for years. So it just keeps going up. And then in uh, 96, around like Generation Z, it had a huge increase to even later ages. So it went up to 29, age 30, I rounded up for men and then 28 for women. So nowadays in our generation, people aren't really getting married until around their 30s. Yeah. Which I think is pretty accurate. I think by the time like it's all said and done and I do everything that I want to do and I feel like I'm ready, I'll probably be around like 28. Yeah. You know, if I had already found a girl before then and like, you know, checked all those boxes, like I said before, I'll probably get married around 28, 29. But again, it's different for every single person and like when they're ready to do it. But just for me to feel like fully comfortable. I think that's like the age that it would be. Fair enough. Like I said, it's all about just when you decide. Like, because personally, I feel like if you decide you're going to be married and ready for marriage at age 24, you'll do it. it. You'll do it. It doesn't matter whether or not your relationship was shit, good, bad. 24 is the age. You're going to just find that person that fits in the best way possible. Eventually, you'll settle. Like if you if you have a number and that's the number you're sticking with, like you said, you'll do it, even if the situation's shit. And I think that's a reason for a lot of failed marriages is because they get to that point where they're not ready, but they still go through with it because they have that number, and then they weren't fully ready for it, so they can't fully commit, and then the marriage fails in a divorce. Yeah. So it's just kind of tough. That is probably a factor for sure, honestly. Also, I think societal norms have just kind of changed too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. This whole, like, women empowerment shit is kind of fucking whack. And I'm not even going to lie. That's it's, <laughs> it's detrimental because, bro, think about it this way. Most of these women are like, I'm a boss bitch. I'll fucking, I'm going to fucking rule all these men. And it's like, all right, cool. That's cool. But when you're fucking 35 and you have no one to hold that fucking night and you look at yourself and you're like, God damn, what else is there to me? You're a boss bitch. Better fucking be a boss bitch for the rest of your life because now the fucking 20-year-olds that you used to fuck don't want you and the 40-year-olds that you want to fuck are <laughs> married Yep. because they decided, hey, you know what? I want to do something else with my life rather than fuck this 35-year-old bag. <laughs> I agree, dude. And that leads into the next topic. So actually a perfect leeway. So the role of gender and gender expectations has evolved heavily over time. So we're going to discuss the progression towards the role of gender and gender expectations and how they've evolved. And we're going to talk about, you know, traditional gender roles and like how they've been being challenged and like renegotiated over time. So just going on, like, like we were saying, like the traditional gender roles in the past, there were clear expectations for like men and women within marriage. Men were often seen as the primary breadwinners and providers and women were expected to take on domestic responsibilities such as housekeeping you know, caregiving. But however, these roles, they've been ingrained in societal norms for a long time, but now we're seeing that change, like you were saying. Now it's like, oh, I'm a boss bitch. I don't want to just take care of kids. Like, I want my own job. I want to be my own business. Yeah. It's like switching. Do you think that's been a big reason for, like, these failed marriages? Yes. Do you think it's a factor? Yes. What do you think it is that, this change of traditional norms is like causing the downfall of these marriages. Cause I'll be honest, the only marriages I've seen were like, they've lasted 
long, long times is back when they did follow those norms. Yeah. Those were yes, the only ones yes. that have lasted. Nowadays, because, marriages, they fail. Yeah. <clears throat> this is one thing that I think personally that causes a lot of marriages now to fail because of this newfound like feminism wave. I'm all for fucking women empowerment. Do your fucking thing. That's fine. But don't complain that you can't find a good man because you're trying to be a boss bitch. That's dumb. <laughs> I'll never fucking feel sorry for you. Okay. Maybe if you decided to fall into these norms, because this is really what men want, bro. You want someone, I'll be fucking honest, I want someone that can cook, clean, be fuck like, just be chill. I don't need you to be fucking high-strung all the goddamn time. If you're high-strung, you're stressing me the fuck out. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, you need to do it all. Yeah. I'm down I'm for, like, you. I'm yeah. down for, like, I'll cook. And then you clean up after me or you, oh, you cooked tonight. Yeah. I'll clean up the rest of the house and then I'll put I'll you know, burp the baby, change the shitted pamper. And then you put it to bed, yeah. you know, like it can be a team effort. Cause I think back in the day it was like, all right, I worked all day. You do everything else. But, that's a stay at home mom's job though. Yeah. And that, that's cool with it. But I feel like now it's changing to where it's like, now both people need to work in order to maintain that financial yeah. stability. Yeah. So it's like we both work. We'll pick up the kid from, you know, daycare or whatever. And then let's help each other. I'll cook. And then you clean. This is what I'll say, bro. But, but like you my said. my wife ever fucking came to me and was like, you know what? I kind of want these walls fucking painted. I wouldn't be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck. You should really get on that shit. Imagine if I said that. How fucking quick that pussy would dry up. Literally. Legit. That would be fucking so pussy. Literally. <laughs> I agree, bro. Or she was like, you know what, babe? We should fucking... We should knock down this wall. I Believe me, bro. First thing I'm fucking doing is throwing the hammer through it and being like, all right, let's break it down. I'm gonna... F- I don't even know how the fuck to do it. I'll figure it the fuck out. But the last thing I'm doing is being like, you know what, babe? I fucking... You got this one. You know that? Because that's exactly what it sounds like when it's like, all right, babe. So I my I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to clean. I don't know how to do shit. So I'm like, what are you offering? What? But then it's like, how dare you go and do that traditional male role? And what think, else are you and, offering? And think I can't paint it myself. And then they go and do it and it looks like shit. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Fucking paint it then. But I'm going to tell you to paint it. Just like you're telling me. That you're not going to do this shit? Okay, then do this other thing. Because like you said, the boss bitches would be like, eh, I'll paint it. And then you you do everything else. So it's like, all right, you're the boss bitch. It's just like, why is it like, why is it like the boss bitch is like the new thing? Why can't we just like work together? And I think that's why it's failing. It's because I feel like women nowadays, and it can go both ways too. Because I, I know a lot of female females that are the breadwinners and they work all day and then the guy stays home yeah and does it all and i don't mind doing that that's no. fine but if, you, if we're down to swap sure whatever but yeah. like if it's me do it all that's when it's gonna fail you want the male gender role whenever like it's good for you but then when you think it goes against your ability to do it then it's bad i'm, I'm not saying you can't do it i'm just saying i'm willing to do that tell tell me this bro you're with the fucking. You're with your chick, right? Yep. You're in the club. You're fucking partying or something. 
the dude next to you slaps the shit out of your wife, your girl, whoever the fuck she is, your side piece for the day. I guarantee you, she's going to look at you and be like, you going to hit this motherfucker? What if you responded and just said, you're a boss bitch. You got this, honey. And then just dipped. <laughs> I like, I got your fucking back, girl. Let's go. Nah, JK, I'm fucking killing him. But that's what, that's, every woman would be like, yeah, that's what I expect. All right, bitch. You, that's traditional male <laughs> masculine role. That's exactly what we were designed to do. Not even a little bit. Fully designed through careful genetics passed down from generation to generation. That is what men are meant to do. Uh-huh. But nowadays it's it's starting to shift away. And so I feel like girls will be like, oh, well, I'll find a guy that will do that shit. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, divorce lawyer. Call him up. You think so? I think they actually marry the soft motherfucker and that dude's a pussy. And then they're like, why are you fucking a pussy? And then they leave them. Because yeah, there's a higher abs. Uh, either way of how it goes, it ends in a divorce of some sort. You think so? To get another person. No, I, I really believe, bro, it's you're a pussy, divorce you, and then they never find anybody again. I see a higher amount of people, of men, being bitches nowadays rather than men actually being men. Yeah, it's an issue. Swear to God, bro. Yeah, the men are becoming pussies and then the women are becoming boss bitches and becoming the men. Yeah, exactly. Until it's time to do a fucking man's job. Till then. Then yeah. it's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Who did I marry? Exactly. <laughs> oh, later. <laughs> it's bad, bro. Oh, marriage is you. so fucking whack now, bro. That shit's so scary. They ruined it. And by they, I mean the generation before us. Millennials, they ruined that shit. Yeah. What about, like, gay marriages? What about them? Do you think, like, since, like, they're kind of new and, like, becoming a new thing, they're more focused around, like, love at its purest form, that gay marriages last longer than heterosexual marriages? No, they don't. I agree. (laughs) And that's what this thing says, too, is in this survey. Let me see. Let me find it. Uh, the Journal of Social Science Research in 2016 examined data from the National Health Interview Survey in the United States. Same-sex couples reported similar levels of relationship satisfaction and relationship dissatisfaction compared to the different sex couples. So it's identical. doesn't matter if it's same-sex or different sex. Marriage is marriage. It's going to go good or bad regardless. This is what I will say, bro. I go back to the fucking 50s and 60s and I see that the divorce rate was 15%, 10% even. I'll even go conservative and say 20%. Nowadays, it's 50% and it's because we invoked all these different changes. Half, one in two, there's a 50-50 shot. You could get married twice and one of them's going to end in, uh, in a divorce. Guaranteed. So, what I'm saying is that We did marriage like this for so long. And because we started to change the way shit worked, because people thought they needed special things and needed all this fucking stuff. And people thought they were fucking important, which we're not really aren't. Yeah. They decided to change all this shit. Now, look, your marriage will fail 50% of the time. That math doesn't add up to me on uh, 
we're the most loving generation ever. That's bullshit. Whoever no, that, told you that is that's bullshit. wrong. Yeah. Just because you're more loving doesn't mean you need more than love to have a marriage last. I feel like a lot more of that. I agree. But again, the same sex like statistic that I just said, take it with a grain of salt because that's relatively new. Like yeah. same sex marriage being legalized. So like we don't have too much like stats on it and data to like back it up versus like the heterosexual marriages. That shit's been around for a while. Yeah. So like I, I trust those statistics more than the one that I just read. When it was a uh, gay marriage federally legal, like in 2012, no? It depends on the state because some states still it's not. Oh, really? Some states still it's illegal. Or is it fully, uh, is it's it full federal, blown now? It's federal because President Obama signed that shit in. Oh, okay. And he got like uh, support from the Supreme Court. Because I remember when we were kids, it was like state by state. It was like yeah. only a few that it was did a, it. It was in Obama's administration because I remember because he did that shit and it was crazy because he ran as a Democrat against gay marriage and everybody was like, what the fuck are you doing? Maybe like to get future votes for yeah, later. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I mean. Like politics is like, ugh, it's so fucked. It's cringe. <laughs> it's it cr- really is. It's fucking dumb. I agree. Where's all that debt payback that everybody voted for Biden for? Oh, you know what's another factor, too, that I'm wondering if it's having an effect on kind of like the divorce rates? What? Is now we've like, you know, the U.S. is like a big melting pot of just like cultures and just different heritages. Yeah. I wonder if like since people are like marrying into like different cultures, if that's causing like some issues and disparity between like marriage. For example, like if like. A white girl were to like get married to us like and we have like a lot of like hispanic like culture cultures like say we celebrate like cinco de mayo or like you know we speak spanish or we have different kinds of foods but like and then you have a child like that child is having to decide whether to follow the hispanic role or the other role or even fuse them both and some families you know don't agree with that other side and then the hispanic family doesn't like the way that that kid's doing things on the other side of the family it can cause kind of like disparity between it and like maybe cause fights between marriages yeah do you no, think, I that's think that's a correct. factor i think that could actually be a factor i think it could be i don't think it really is on a grand scale but i definitely think it can lead to some arguments yeah. that could be like caused like a divorce in some scenarios yeah not as much as like you know just financial stability and like the gender roles like we were discussing yeah, yeah, yeah. earlier but i think it definitely is a factor for some of them i think it adds for sure. It adds to that factor, because, I think. Bro, I think about it, and I'm like, all right, cool. Because, like, I will say this. Hispanics are really focused and centered, like, around family. So, like, when we do something for holidays, we expect every single person to be there. We don't expect fucking you to come up the next year or fucking the year after that. But it's like, in order to be fair to your spouse, you got to be like, all right, cool. We'll, we'll skip Christmas at my family's this year. And we'll go to your families next year. And speaking, me and you speaking from like a Hispanic family, like they kind of talk shit, bro. It's not lie. Like they yeah. would, they would be like, "Oh, why didn't you show up? Like, what the fuck? You don't care about your family." And then it can lead to like, "Oh, well, I don't like your mom because she said that." And then it's like, "Well, you gotta like my mom." <laughs> yeah. It's a big ass fucking fight. You know what I mean? If my family did that though, I would get pissed at them personally. Yeah, it depends at that point, like who you want to abide by. Yeah. Well, not even abide by. I would just be like, why are y'all being fucking jealous bitches? Just fucking relax. I'm going to be here the next year. But that's how they are. And I can even speak that from like, you know, yeah, but I, I can't excuse fucking retarded thinking. Facts. Yeah, that's very true. But, you know, some people aren't like us. 
Yeah, true. And they would be like, fuck, I'm in a tough spot. This isn't going to work out. Yeah, true. And they wouldn't fight through that. Yeah. Because I would just tell my own family, I'd be like, listen, guys, you know, we've realized that I have a family now of my own and I got to split this time and I got to be fucking fair. As fair as I can be. I think it does have pros and cons. Like, yeah. that would be like a con of it. But I think a pro of having like a marriage with like different cultures involved and then that kid, I feel like those kids do become more accepting of other cultures because they're open to seeing both sides of things right away. Yeah. Versus like if you're born and just like your mom is Hispanic, your dad's Hispanic, you're kind of like, oh, I want to be with another Hispanic because it'd be weird. Yeah. To like the go, other thing go too against is, it. One thing I was thinking about was I wish. Like, we can get, like, uh, I don't know, someone of Asian descent on this fucking pod. But just thinking about, like, Asian cultures, because they focus hardcore on, like, being successful. Like, if you're a fucking bum, <laughs> they don't like you. So the, you could be marrying your You're a failure. And you could be a white dude, and you'd be, like, shitty. Like, you could just be, like, a normal dude, 9 to 5, and their parents will hate you. Because yeah. you're not making billions. Because I even see that in movies all the time. Like, even, like, The Hangover, like, the second Hangover where uh, Stu's getting married to his Asian wife. Oh, yeah. In uh, Thailand. He doesn't even fuck with him because he's a dentist. Yeah, he's a dentist. And and the dad's like, you're a fucking worthless, useless piece of shit. And he's like, I'm a fucking doctor, bro. (laughs) Imagine if he was just, like, a 9 to 5, like, McDonald's fucking worker. That dude would actually hate his guts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. So, I think what we're getting from this conversation is, like, those differences in cultures could actually spark some issues. Yeah, I think so too. I think you're right. Um, let's see. Cool. Uh, I have I brought up a list of like 15 questions. So this okay. is what I said. So 15 questions that could be asked to a Generation Z person, which would be me and you, who hasn't been married yet. So I'm just going to ask them some to you, and then I'll give my responses too. Okay. How do you personally define marriage and what are your thoughts on its significance in today's society? Now that we've had that like kind of conversation going through all the factors. Okay. Marriage in today's society, marriage in today's society is at its very lowest. There's not a big emphasis on it. There's not a big, I don't know. (laughs) It's not really a good push for marriage. I feel like marriage is very like not a good option for a lot of people. A lot of people think it's a bad thing. That's probably an indication of run towards that direction. Everything that the mass is doing, you should probably do the opposite. That's my, that's the way I think of it. And I think marriage is a good thing. I think marriage is a powerful thing. If you do it well, you have to do it well. Yeah. And that's the hardest part of it. Like you said, bro, it could either be lifelong or it could end in just a divorce. Because there's some people, bro, that have been married like three fucking times, bro. At that point, give up. I would. I I would. If you get to, honestly, if you get divorced once, don't ever marry again. It's too fucking much. Yeah. It's too much, really. And I can even probably go into like my mom's own like life with this, too, because my mom married my dad. Yeah. And then my dad passed away. And then my mom never got married again. And I always ask her, I'm like, well, you know, why don't you? And she's just like. I don't know. It's just, I already did it once. Yeah. She was like, I can, I'm at the age now where I'll just do the relationships and it's basically the same thing. It's just, I, I don't have the last name. Cause your mom actually has a fucking brain. She knew she was like, I got married once. I realized what happened. You know, 
My, I lived my life in that married time that I wanted to do with the person I wanted to do it with. And then I'm, but that part of my life is over now. I'm willing to just do the relationship thing. Yeah. I think it's like a good thing too because to me, if you get married more than once, I, th- I feel like you get one shot. And like, I guess even going to like that question that I asked you, like how do, what are my thoughts on the significance of marriage in today's society? I think you get one shot at it. One good clean shot. And if it doesn't work, like you used your one shot. Because I feel like marriage should be like, if you decide to pop the question and say, I want to be with you for the rest of your life and it doesn't work, then you didn't want to be with that person for the rest of your life. Not necessarily you, but like it just both sides, it didn't fully work out and you weren't meant for it. Yeah. And then you can go on. You don't need marriage to define, you know, a family. Yeah. Like you yeah, can, I will say that you don't need marriage to define. You your can family. still have a very strong relationship without sharing a last name. And, you know, have children and actually have a strong and loving family. And it can still work out. I don't think marriage defines if you're allowed to have a family or not. But I feel like a lot of people do align that way. If you're not married, it's not a family. I don't believe in that. Personally. No, I agree with you. I don't think you have to be married to have a family. Yeah, I agree. Let's see. What are some personal goals or aspirations you would like to achieve before considering marriage? Goals or aspirations I want to achieve before I consider marriage. For me, it it was like what we discussed before, you know, financial security, being, you know, where I want to be in my career to where I'm comfortable in doing so and giving my wife and my future kids the best life they could have. Yeah. My thing would be, I already know I'm like I'm gonna accomplish this goal that I already have like as far as finishing school like I know I'm gonna get it done there's no fucking question about it it's getting done yeah so for me it's not really so much that it's more so like can I see myself being an amazing father an amazing husband because overall bro that's the ultimate that's the best thing you could give your kid is to love your wife or love your partner if they see that, they're going to implement that into their own lives, and it just continues to flourish and make everything else go better in the world. Because another thing that does scare me about marriage is, like, if I do marry and then I have a kid with that person and then it divorces, that fucks the kid up. Yes. Bad. They're like, oh, like, you know. It, they see how fucked up their mom and dad were and how bad their relationship was. And then they'll repeat those actions because they don't know what a good relationship is like. Yeah. And it just keeps tumbling down the same way every time. You need to have that good like marriage for them to be like, oh, this is what it should be like. And then it snowballs in the positive direction. So if you get married and you're not ready for it and then you have a kid and then it fucking crumbles into pieces, that kid's going to only see the crumbles in pieces. And Or just if you have a kid in general. I'll even say just a kid in general, bro. If you just have a child with somebody who you don't really care about truly. Oh, that's my biggest fucking fear, bro. Yeah, it crumbles and it goes down. Just like you said, it's the same thing just applied to somebody who's not married. Yeah. Oh, here's a good one. How have your experiences with previous dating and relationships influenced your thoughts and perspectives on marriage? They made me think that there's always room for growth. There's always ways to get better. You're never the best. You're only better than yourself yesterday. So to me, it's just, hey, like, 
dude, you're never going to get tired of that person if you consistently try and be better. If you give up and you see someone better, you, the fight's lost, pretty much. And you can't even think that that person's better, bro. You just have to... Your person's it. Because I feel like past relationships have a big effect on how people view marriage. Like, if you have a really bad relationship, you're like, I don't want to ever fucking marry. Really? Some people are. Yeah. They're just like, eh, it's not for me. I'll just... I If I was fully committed, maybe not, like, sharing the last name and actually, like, going through with it all, and that shit destroyed me. I, like, I'm scared. It makes them more scared to pursue marriage. And then for me, like, past, like, relationships and dating and stuff, like, I've told you this already before, like... I don't think I've ever dated someone where I've like had like that point where it was like I was fully 100% crushed like when it didn't work out. Yeah. Like to where I was like, man, like I don't want to keep going on with this like life. Like, you know, people get like suicidal and shit. No, bro. It fucking hurts. (laughs) That's why it's like it's essential to go through because how are you going to coach somebody through it? How are you going to coach your kid through it if you've never even felt it? Exactly. And that's why I personally know I'm not ready for marriage. So I haven't experienced that shit yet. So why would I go through and go all nine yards when I haven't experienced like the worst it could be? I agree. So that's how I know for a fact there's no way I could do it now. I agree with you, man. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's a good one. Are there any specific qualities or characteristics that you consider absolutely essential in a potential life partner? For me, it's like if I look at you and I'm like, you would be a good mom. That's a big one for me. Yeah. Yeah, if you would be a good mom, if you care, if you love, if you're just an overall good person, I feel like those are all amazing qualities to have in just in a woman in general, in any person, to be honest. Yeah, or if I look at you and I'm like, you're my home. Like when all stresses and all shit hits the fan and I look at you and I'm like, it all goes away kind of for that little bit. There's a thing that I have. That's here. a very big quality for me, I would yeah. say. Hold on. Let me find this fucking thing. What, what are you looking about? for? Oh, okay. If she respects you, that's an immediate like. That should be known f- before marriage for sure. <laughs> you should get that shit pinned down before you pop a question. Yeah. Just uh, let's see. Oh, there's like some where it's like. If she's constantly in drama or fights with her friends, she's not the one. Uh, oh, she doesn't have a strong relationship with her own family. Like, your family can be fucked up, but at the end of the day, you got to love them. That's all you got. And if you can do that, even in spite of them being fucked up, that is cool, dude. That's fucking true. Shows that you're actually loving to the bone. Exactly. Exactly. Continue on, though. I would agree. Let's see. Oh, what are your thoughts on... This isn't even, like, a question that I had, like... uh, This is just off the rip. What are your thoughts, like, of the girl proposing to you? I wouldn't do it. I'd, I'd be like, I get what you're trying to do. This is great. I was like, I have to be the one to, like, propose. And maybe that's, like... That might go I to, also, like, the whole boss bitch or, like, general shit. Some, some people might that. get mad about it like that. But, like, for me personally, I feel like the guy needs to be the one to ask. Yeah. No, I agree with you, man. But it I, might be – some people might take what I said and be like, oh, you're a fucking misogynistic prick.
prick. But that's just how I see it. I don't think anybody would. If a girl fucking... <laughs> we can't... We're probably not friends dude. if I said that and you got mad at me. Honestly, though, if a girl proposes to a dude, there was a chance in hell that that dude was probably just another bitch. <laughs> that marriage is probably going to end up in divorce. Back to what you were saying. It's like... 50-50 shot. Yeah. It like, really is. The guy... <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like for girls, it's like when the guy does ask... That's like the ultimate like joy. I feel like for them, it's like I didn't ask you to propose to me. Like you, out of your own, you went out of your way to buy this ring and set up this proposal and get it all set up. It's like shows like you're ready to fully commit to me. And if like I feel like if the girl does it and the guy's not the one that fully commit, because girls are usually always very down. Like if they're in a relationship with you, like they're down for you. And then it takes, like, I feel like longer for, like, the guy to, like, pin down, like, all right, I want to be with you for the rest of my life. Let me just keep keep this going, keep getting better and see how it works. And then when that guy's finally ready, it's, like, a match in heaven, right? Although I will say I've heard a lot of girls say that guys wait too long to propose. <sighs> and I think that is true. But, like, what is the right time, you know? Would you rather have the guy not be the one to commit himself and ask too early and then it ends what do you mean not to commit himself like you have to be 100% ready to pop the question before doing it do you think anybody's ever 100% and if girls are I think so you think so I don't think anybody ever is maybe not like on the outside in but like in your head mentally the guy's like I'm ready to propose yeah I love this girl like it's time yeah they're ready even if they're not like actually like financially ready or whatever else all other factors you know disregard yeah. those there's got there's got to be some sort of leeway i guess in your maybe not 100 100 but you got to be for me personally i got to be at least fucking 95% sure <laughs> i want to fucking marry this girl before i ask i'm not going to be asking to propose if i'm only like 70% sure okay personally cuz i've also seen the thing where like girls will leave dudes cuz they're like like I was ready for you I was fucking down for you back when we were fucking living in the shack you know uh-huh. it's really not about money for me it wasn't about anything of that it was just I loved you then and I would have kept loving you but like I needed that and you weren't there for me and I was there for you when you needed me but if the guy wasn't ready it's not gonna end well you don't think so I don't think so do you I uh Because the girl like, was what, down. What, what, the girl he, was what's ready. He, what does he need? What does Just, he need to be ready? I, it depends on the person. For me, it would be like, you know, career. You know, like, it's, it's set in stone. Financial security is done. Like, all the boxes were checked. Like, I've lived with you for a long time. I know that it would work. I see that you're very loving. You're very selfless. Like, I'm ready. And then if you don't see all those things checked off, like one or two are missing, I'm not going to propose yet. Interesting. All right, let's continue. What about you? What about? Like, would you propose if you, even though you weren't, didn't have all those boxes checked? Yeah. If I truly love that person, bro, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let that person slip away out of my hands because I'm waiting for this quote unquote right moment. Cause there will never be one. Yeah, but again, it's very situational, right? Like you'll be able to read the room and know. You think so? I don't. I don't think anybody truly in their heart is just like, "Now's the right time." 
But like you said, you love the person. Yeah. That's when I'd say you know. But that like yeah, it but takes I mean, time to like hit that barrier to where like I love you fully. Yeah. Because like you love Arian. Yeah. But would you propose tomorrow? Yeah. That, yes, actually. Oh, you would? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it's not about like financial or anything for that for me because I know Arian's down for me no matter what. Mm-hmm. She would love me if I was in a fucking <laughs> living at my parents still. You know what I mean? But why wouldn't you propose tomorrow then? What's What would stop you? Because uh, I just don't have money for a ring. See, those that financial thing. Yeah. I don't have money for a ring. I'm also just... Not done with school yet. Not done with school. And that, those are the things that I'm talking about. Yeah. Fair enough. I just don't think that... I don't think anybody's truly 100% ready. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. But you like, have you have at least a lot of the boxes checked. To where you're like, all right, I can do it. Yeah. I feel like the ones... For me personally, I feel like the marriages that last the longest, just based on what we've talked about recently, are the ones where you aren't ready. Because if I think about the marriages back in the 50s and 60s, you know, the ones that have lasted a fucking lifetime, you know, mm-hmm. those are the ones where the kids were like, just got done with high school and fucking barely were outside the house, you know, they had no idea what they were doing, but they figured it out and they did it together. Mm-hmm. But again, like we discussed this whole pod, it was a lot different back then because you didn't need the cost of living was shit. You could off of right out of high school, you could support yourself, your wife and your family, virtually nothing. And it was like expected back then to like get married a very young. Yeah. It was like a whole different world back then. No, I agree. Now it's changed. But so as the divorce rate and so as everything else. So it makes you wonder, like, are we are is there our way of thinking the problem rather than the way it was in the past? I don't know. That's up for us to decide when we go through it. Yeah. Personally, I feel like it's the way we're thinking. We're like trying to navigate this complex space with more complex methods. When if we just simplified it all down. It would probably work out a lot better for us. So were you saying like if you love the person, just just marry, just propose, go for it. Yeah. If you if that person's helped you out with some struggles and seen you at your lowest and done some shit with you and you feel like, yeah, this is it. Whether it's uh if you feel that at twenty one, yeah, why not? Yeah. Different for every person for sure. For sure. I definitely see that too. Like like if I had a girl right now in my life and I saw it and I was like Yep, I love you. You know, you've been with me through a lot of shit. I'm down. Like, let's 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 run this shit. Yeah. But for me, it's like I still need more shit, and it, it's different for every person. You don't need those things. I agree. Alrighty. What else do you got? Anything else? Not really. What happened to all your 15 questions? Oh, I have some more. A lot of them are like just the same things that we've talked about. Oh, okay. This last one was one that we talked about when we were driving. If your potential wife was unable to procreate a child. Oh, yeah. Would that be an end-all, be-all scenario? It wouldn't be an end-all, be-all. I would try everything in my fucking power. But even get like an egg donor or something like that, like that whole thing. Yeah. Like that would be like last resort, but obviously like something. Like because I would like you, like we said, we would want like our actual blood child to like live on mm-hmm. like you're like the genes that your ancestors 
carried this carried whole way. all the way to, <laughs> to your us. existence <laughs> to our fucking to me gonads. sitting in this apartment yeah yeah i feel like i owe it to my family to let that <laughs> generation continue on i owe it to, not even to myself to the people that came before me that survived to make uh, my own family. So no matter what, though, you would make sure that like, you had your kid. You would still st- obviously stay with your yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, at the end of the day, like you need a kid. Yeah. That's yours. Yeah. And if your wife was like, what if, if your wife was like, no, I don't want to do it that way. Like, let's just adopt. I don't want that way. Would that be an end all be all? It'd be different I know I'm putting it, you in a, it, it, I know I'm putting you in a hard spot, but. No, I'm because just asking, I think, I'm just asking you I think like it's a this tough, way, though, tough because I think the question that you phrased it is a little bit different than the way I was thinking of it initially. Because you're phrasing it in a way that she's like, I'm not doing that at all. Yeah. Versus I can't do any of that. Like, we've tried all this and we fucked, like, it's failed. At that point, I'll accept reality for what it is and adopt like a child. And then continue. Continue so, on. So you would continue even if it wasn't like your own kid? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. It would have to be all resources have it been exhausted. What about you? Yeah, all resources exhausted. And now, if she says, now if she says, so you, I'm not doing that stuff. What are you doing then? I, for me, obviously, like I don't know where I'll be at that point in time, and it truly depends on the how much I love the person, and that's how you would know, like if that's the one you want to be with for us. If I think that's a big one of those things that we're saying, like what's a factor that would let you know if you would be ready. If I can look at that person that I'm thinking about marrying and I could say, I will still be with you the rest of my life, even if it means I don't make another of my own kids with you, I'll marry you. Yeah. If I look at you and I'm like, I would much rather find someone else just to have my own kid, I probably won't marry you. Yeah. Because there are dudes that are like, I don't want kids. Yeah. There are females that are like, I don't want kids. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. It's different for every person. For me, like, I want my own, like, child. Yeah. So I need to really, really fucking love you as a person for me to still stay with you the rest of my life knowing I'll never make my own kid. Yeah. I think that's a very big factor. I think so, too. Um, da, da, da. Anything else you want to bring up? Oh, we hit the hour. No, I just... <laughs> oh, we did. No, I just wanted to say that, like, man... If you're a dude out there nowadays, bro, there's a clear indication on what to do with your life. It's never been clearer before. Okay. You see everybody in the fucking world doing left, you should probably do right. Because if you haven't looked on the news in the last few fucking days, months, last year, two years, three years, whatever the case may be. If you've been actually living under a rock and you fucking popped out of the rock, downloaded Spotify, put on off the rip podcast, (laughs) and this is the only thing that you gain from it. If everybody in the fucking world is doing this stuff of I'm going to fucking ingest porn at an incredible rate, (laughs) ingest fucking Instagram models at an incredible rate. Look at half-naked bitches for half the day. Be on TikTok where chicks shake their ass for half the fucking day. Because you don't even know them. They don't know you. If that's the way you're going to live your life, like majority of Americans do, majority of American men do, then you should 
probably do the exact opposite and your life will be probably 10x better just by doing that small thing. Literally, such a small thing and then just moving. Just moving in that same direction. Same thing with marriage. If you're going to get married, look for the person with amazing qualities and things that you love and just do it when it feels right to you. I think that's what Mike and I can understand and agree with each other on is whenever it feels right to you, move and move in that direction as fast as it possibly can get because you've already built up that momentum to get married. You don't need anything else. You will carry yourself through life on a good, fast running pace of momentum. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I agree with thee. I will say, though, like, I'm not going to play hypocrite here. <laughs> I'm on TikTok and I'm looking at chick shaking ass. I'm on Instagram and I'm looking at Instagram models. <laughs> I know your fucking ass does too, bro. No, swear to God. I'm not even joking, Mike. I send, The videos I send you are people fucking dying on Instagram. I'm one of those fuckers that just watches people get splatted on <laughs> on crashes daily. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm just the only one that like might look at Instagram models then. Because I haven't... I'll be honest with you, bro. You've I never followed like an Instagram model or like Faith Ordway or anything like that. Oh, see, I have, but I stopped doing that a while back. Okay. And that's what I mean. Like, you can change and shit. Yeah, for sure. See, like, I honestly, bro, I haven't watched porn in like... I'm thinking... Damn. It's been at least... I want to say a year... Like a year and a half, maybe, or maybe a year and like three months, something like that. But it's been a long fucking time. So like, I don't know. For me personally, I'm just like, oh, when when did I start going on the cut with Corey? It was over. It was over a year ago. So a year and a during Boulder. Yeah, in Boulder. It's like yeah, over a year. Yeah. I just was like, I'm I'm just done, bro. I don't want to. I just like noticed how draining it was for me, and I was like, I'm done. I can't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Use D as a temple for change, I guess, is yeah. the big thing. Because I, I know a majority of people that still do that, and I'm one of them. <laughs> so, D's the fucking messiah in this situation for sure. Messiah. I don't know about messiah. I'm just, like, making active changes to be better. bettering my life. Yeah, you know? that's a good thing. I think, uh, like D was saying, though, all these statistics and like these insights that me and D gave you, they're all like cool. Like you can feed into them and like, you know, make whatever you want to do out of them. But the biggest thing that we can end this off with is that marriage is a very personal journey and it's different. And the people involved are different for every single person. So it all comes down to you and how you decide to take it. So whatever our opinions are, whatever statistics might say that you should deem towards, like D was saying, and D says go left or go right. It's all up to you at the end of the day. Just make good conscious decisions and truly try to find someone that you will be with and you would, wouldn't mind being around for the rest of your life. I think that's the biggest thing. Don't be a fucking bitch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Ask the girl out. Make a cool fucking story. Think about how pussy your story sounds if it sounds Oh, I was on my phone and I went to Tinder and I swiped right on your mom and then we ended up smashing that night. That sounds fucking gay compared to, oh, yeah, no, I actually like had a couple friends and like I met your mom through those friends. And like we just in the initial we were just cool with one another. But eventually, like 
I saw her again and I kept seeing her and I kept talking to her and I Snapchat her and like, you know, we, we talked on and off all the time. And then all of a sudden one day your mom hit me up and asked if she could come hang out with me. And I remember being so fucking nervous, but I said, yes. And your mom was the one who approached me and that, that would be something cool. That's even cooler than fucking, oh, I was on hinge at 39 yeah. and I swipe right and I found your mom. She was all fucking thirty eight years old. Yeah, that's the that's the worst story ever. So make a cool fucking story. Yep, make a good memory. And honestly, marriage will take you whenever you're least expecting it. It seems life hits you when you're not expecting it. And I feel like those are the relationships that last. When you're looking for something, that's when it's like you'll never be ready. Bro. You'll never be that's, ready. Yeah. You'll never be ready. Mm-hmm. So whenever you do feel ready, just do it right. You'll never or at be. least try your best. You'll never be, bro. Guaranteed. Alrighty. I think we'll end it there. Mike, take us a fucking way, bro. Another one. Fucking off the rip. Off the rip. Let's go. Growing There ain't no place like home. I wanna go back home.